Welcome to the Be Blessed and Inspired podcast. I'm Tracy Hill, and I'll be your host as we dive into scripture and find inspiration for our daily lives. This is a space filled with the love, hope, peace, and joy of Jesus. The faith-filled messages are based on the Word of God. Each episode intends to grow our faith, encourage our hearts, and draw us closer to the Lord. We will be reminded of who our God is and who He says we are in Christ. Our whole perspective changes when we know His trustworthy character, and our confidence grows when we embrace our identity as His beloved children. So daughters of the King, let's begin. Welcome to the study of Colossians. This episode is titled Fullness in Christ. This is a wonderful encouragement for everyone listening in. And if you're following along in the workbook, I hope you enjoyed your homework in lesson three. I hope that your relationship with Jesus is growing every day and that his supremacy is increasing your faith and that as a result, your life is being transformed. I'd like to share a short message based on the truth that our fullness is found in Christ. Lesson 3 covers Colossians chapter 2, verses 4 through 23, and it gives us a clearer comprehension of our identity in Christ. The previous lesson gave us a better knowledge of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. And these two revelations come together. They are the foundation of truth for us, and they impact every aspect of our lives. Jesus is the exact image of our Heavenly Father. He came to earth in human form so that we could understand him better. He came to give his life as a ransom for us, canceling the debt of our sin and giving us eternal life with him. He removed the enmity between us and the Father, inviting us into a personal relationship with himself. And Nehemiah chapter 9 verses 5 through 6 declares, Stand up and praise the Lord your God, who is from everlasting to everlasting. Blessed be your glorious name, and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. If we're going to set our hearts and minds on things above, we also need to know what it means to be sons and daughters of the sovereign King of Kings. Knowing that the Lord made everything in heaven and on earth and that his name is exalted in all of creation makes our identity mean so much more. The fullness of God Almighty is revealed in Jesus Christ. Placing our faith in the sacrifice of Jesus brings the fullness of Christ into our lives too. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, Paul clearly states his intent for us. He says, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. When we know the full riches of Christ, we no longer go searching for fullness anywhere else. He has everything we need. In him, we discover the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, wisdom for living based on the knowledge of who he is and who he has made us to be. 
So I know I can't see you, but raise your hand if at any time, even if it was just for a moment or season, you have sought your soul fulfillment in another person, your job, your possessions, your ability, your own self-sufficiency. So how did that work out? In the short term, it may have brought satisfaction, but in the long run, you were most likely left wanting. I know because I've been there too. Over the course of my life, I've found that only Jesus can fully and forever meet the desires of my heart. He blesses me with good things, things like peace, hope, joy, contentment, which are found in his presence. He fills me with confidence whenever I place my trust in him. As Psalm 23 expresses so beautifully, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This psalm was written by David, and the images he describes are peace-inducing and delightful. The thing is, David wrote this not because everything was perfect in his life. He wrote it despite fear, desperation, and running for his life. The still waters he mentions are actually the condition of his heart, mind, and soul amid difficult circumstances. And how could David maintain this mindset? Well, it was because he kept himself rooted and established in truth. He knew who his God was, and he understood that God cared for him. David knew that he lacked nothing under the constant watchful care of the Lord. He grasped the fact that our supreme consolation is that God's goodness follows us on our best days and our worst, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And as we read in our lesson from Colossians, Paul also knew that being rooted and established in truth was essential for followers of Christ. He stressed that we must remain connected to Jesus by abiding in him. And we do this simply by reading our Bibles, recounting our blessings, remembering God's past faithfulness, and conversing with the Lord through prayer on a daily basis. I'm sure you've noticed what happens when you're not securely rooted and established in Christ. We quickly lose focus. Things we know to be true slip further from our minds, and our hearts are susceptible to deception by Satan, by others, and by the lies we believe about God or ourselves. And unless we diligently guard our hearts and minds by setting them on things above, we will surely get distracted. We'll forget that God is with us, that he loves us unconditionally, and that his way is always best. And the greatest proof we have of God's love for us is found in the cross. He went to the most extreme lengths to capture our hearts and draw us into a relationship with himself. Through the cross, he pours out endless blessings. And I'd like to read Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 through 15, which was in our homework, as a reminder of our blessings. 
It says, for in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all your sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. These verses sum up the basis for our confidence so perfectly. Christ is the fullness of God, walking this earth with the purpose of calling us to follow him. We find the assurance that he is in authority over every other power. Earthly and heavenly, life and death are past and are present. And when we place our faith in Jesus, we are washed in that fullness too. We are no longer ruled by our flesh, our sin, our past, or our wayward desires. That part of us dies and we're given brand new life in Christ. Our debt is canceled, the enemy is no longer a threat, and we have the Holy Spirit living inside us. All the Old Testament laws, festivals, ceremonies, and sacrifices pointed ahead to Jesus, who fulfills them all on our behalf. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, Jesus says, Do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. We don't have to fear falling short of God's glorious standard or facing his judgment because of our shortcomings. Jesus is our eternal rest. Just walking with him daily ensures that we are aligning ourselves to God's holy will. His law is written on our hearts and becomes a part of who we are naturally. Abiding in him produces this natural holy overflow, and Jesus's perfect sacrifice makes us right with the Father. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The amazing grace of God as shown through Jesus brings us extraordinary freedom. We get to approach God anytime from anywhere. He will never turn us away. We never have to fear his wrath or rejection. Because of Jesus, we stand righteous in God's eyes. We find our place of belonging and we find the assurance that God sees and hears our cries for mercy. Our prayers are answered because we matter to God. What emotion comes over you when you reflect on your freedom in Christ? Is joy one that springs to mind? 
Hopefully it is. Galatians 5.1 encourages us with more of Paul's words. It says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Christ set us free with the intent that we walk in our freedom. Far too often, though, we regress into our state of bondage. And unless we stay rooted and established in our fullness in Christ— Things like fear, shame, regret, worry, bitterness, and insecurity all rear their ugly heads and take us captive again. Jesus set us free to experience an abundant life of joy despite our current circumstances or our past transgressions. We can have joy because Jesus is on the throne and we have a secure place in his kingdom. Focusing on these blessings will help us not only barely endure, but persevere triumphantly. Psalm 1611 reminds us, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Whenever we're lacking in joy, it's most likely due to losing our focus and not spending enough time in the Lord's presence. So the next time your joy begins to wane, stop what you're doing, find a place to sit in quiet, draw near to God, reflect on his glory, let him wash you in his love, and listen for his voice of comfort. You can also begin counting your blessings and thanking God for them. This is a surefire way of lifting your spirits. Gratitude and negativity cannot coexist. Our thanks and praise will automatically fill our cup and overflow with joy. In our workbook, I shared a couple of short devotions, and I'd like to pose a couple of questions based on them right now. Um, The first one from page 74, the devotion was titled Party Clothes. And based on that, I want to ask you, Have you been more intentional about taking off your grave clothes and putting on your garments of praise? Have you been intentionally doing that? This is a daily action that both you and I need to purposefully take. And then the second, it's from a devotion on page 75, which is titled Newness. And as a result of your newfound freedom in Christ, have you made any glorious exchanges? Is hope replacing your despair? Is peace replacing your worries? Is love replacing your fear? And don't beat yourself up if you don't have it mastered. This is a continual process for all of us too. And Romans 6, 4 reminds us that we are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. I pray that the study of Colossians is reminding you of your fullness in Christ. And like Paul, I hope that you are continuing continuing to live your life in him, being continually rooted and built up. I pray that you are strengthened in your faith, clinging to the hope of the gospel, and overflowing with thanks. Don't let anyone steal your peace, hope, or joy. Don't allow yourself to be swayed from the faith you have in Jesus. He will never leave you or forsake you or let you down. 
You are saved and redeemed. You are forgiven and set free. You are a child of God, a daughter or son of the Almighty King. And our next lesson follows up on this message, and it's titled Clothed in Christ. I look forward to discussing all the ways that our fullness in Christ affect our attitude and behavior, our words, actions, our tone, our relationships, and every aspect of our daily life. So enjoy the lesson and be blessed. I'll meet you back here soon. Be sure to follow for news of upcoming podcasts and share these messages with your friends. For more inspiration, check out my website at BeBlessedAndInspired.com. You'll find video teachings, blog devotions, and get a peek at my books and Bible studies, which take you deeper into the Word of God. So take care and be blessed. I'll meet you back here soon for more inspiration.